Merry Christmas, Christmas everyone. everyone. My name is Grant and I'm joined with my wife, Leslie. Hello. And we get the pleasure of welcoming you here to our Christmas Eve service tonight. We are super excited. We have a great service in store for you. And this is the first time we've done something like this, an online Christmas Eve. So yeah. we're excited. It's wild. It's weird, is, it's different, it <laughs> but it's, it's going to be a blast, right? Yeah. And if you're joining us, uh, maybe for one of the first times you're hopping onto Cedar Valley stream, stuff like that, uh, welcome here, a special welcome to you. We're super glad that you've joined um, us for this online evening of uh, just celebrating. And a huge thing we just really want you to know about this is we do this every single Sunday. Uh, we stream our services. We've got music, uh, singing, worship, prayer. We've got lessons for the kids and adults. And we just invite you to join us with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's online every week, Facebook, YouTube, or right on our website, cedarvalley.ca. Um, yeah, it's every week. Yeah, pretty much whatever you're watching this on, it, yes. same thing, <laughs> it'll be there. Exactly. Yeah, and earlier this evening, we were out at mm -hmm. St. Joseph's Food Bank. That was a thing that is like the culmination, the finale of our reverse advent calendar. Yeah, every day this, this month of December, we all put some piece of food item away on a, in a basket. And then just earlier this evening, we got to drop that off um, at St. Joseph's Food Bank, which is really exciting. Yeah, and I think what was amazing about it is just as a church community, and we spread that out to our friends and families and neighbors, is it, it became this discipline that we started mm -hmm. to establish in our lives every single day. You know, you'd wake up and do it, or as when you got home from work to the family or, or whatever it was. And we started establishing this hobby of generosity, right? Yeah. And I hope we can find ways to do that in the new year. We might not be able to do as festive with like an advent calendar theme, but just that mentality of whatever it is there is to be thankful for, right? Totally. Anything from a job or friends or family or health, maybe just a, another day of waking up, mm -hmm. whatever it is, the support around you, um, responding to that with giving back. Yeah, it's a great thing to do and it, it helps us think outside of ourselves too, which is really cool. Yeah, so amen. And amen. Merry yeah. Christmas again. That's, that's the heart of this, right? Merry Christmas. Happy Jesus Christ praise. I mean, yeah. let's, let's break it down. It's super exciting. Well, what's going on for tonight? So we've got a lot packed into the service, which we're really excited about. Um, right off the bat, we've got some singing. And so you can join in however you feel comfortable. Um, there's going to be lyrics on the screen. And so we'd love if you could, um, yeah, join in with, with some singing. Yeah, you'll know the words. They're, they're yep. going to be there. And they're good classic Christmas songs too. Yep. And after that, we have surveyed some of the kids here at Cedar Valley Church and asked them what, uh, what Christmas means to them, what, what they look forward to in Christmas, the real meaning of it. And we got some real fun answers from that. Yes because kids say the darnest things. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, for me, it's the start of ski season. Right? That's true, that is true, that's how that goes. But if you're like me and you've maybe forgotten or sometimes do forget the real meaning or story of Christmas, <laughs> we also have the story of Christmas being read to you by the talented kids of Cedar Valley. Yes. So that's coming after that. Yes, and Pastor Doug and Jenny are also gonna do a special devotional for that too. So that'll be great. Yep, and uh, we have another carol mm -hmm. to sing as well, Christmas carol. Yep, and then after that, we've got a message from Pastor Rob and his wife, Jackie, which will be really great. And we're wrapping the whole service up with a thing that we're often used to doing in our in-person services. Mm -hmm. we, we end off with Silent Night, and mm -hmm. that's where we turn the lights down low and we just really focus on the words, the moment, as it's a little quieter, but mm -hmm. I think the big thing we focus on is being a spreading light. We're mm -hmm. spreading joy, we're spreading love, we're spreading the news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, which is going to be really important this season. 
I'm really looking forward to that part of our service. So I hope you can join in with us. Yeah, so I think all in all, we just pray that this service is a blessing to you, your family, whoever you're watching this with, or if you're watching this later on in the week too, that yeah, it speaks to you, that it can help transform stuff. And again, too, I think we just throw the invite. We'd love to see you on the following mm -hmm. Sunday on these same streams. But let's yeah. just start the service off with a time of prayer. Sounds good. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this season that we've just spent a time of Advent, which is anticipating and looking forward to the expectation of celebrating the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. God, we love this season because it is the theme of joy. It's the theme of hope and life and it's the start of this message of salvation that we get to bring. So God, I just pray that this is a far reaching message, that this night is a true blessing to w people watching this uh, just from TV. It's not just another TV show for the season, God. This is, we pray that this is something true, that your spirit is in people's homes, their living rooms, their family rooms, wherever it is. And that, yeah, God, we just pray that this whole season is something that is uplifting, that we can find a way to be your light in our community. Pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Hi everyone, my name is Jaslyn. Today is Christmas Eve and I will be hanging the fifth ornament on our tree. I'll be reading from this book, The Name of Jesus. His name is Savior. A Savior saves and delivers. Only Jesus our Savior can save and deliver us from our sins. God sent us a Savior. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent us a savior. 2 Samuel 22, 2-3. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock where I seek refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, and my savior. You save me from violence. Luke 2:11. Today in the city of David, a savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. 1 John 4:14 4, to 15. And we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent his son as the world's savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God.
three things you like about Christmas? Yeah, you can tell whatever you like. Uh, I like the singing of Christmas. I like the look of Christmas. Who are that you have a Christmas tree and that you decorate. What what we love about Christmas is that everybody's so happy and it's Jesus' birthday. Um, I think that Jesus is born and we get presents and decorate our tree and Christmas tree. Like about Christmas Christmas items. I like the stories of Christmas. And I like the giving of Christmas. You can give instead of get. Everybody wants to be together and play games and have fun. That you get to gather around people with your family. Have a holiday joy Christmas. It's really special because Jesus got born and he was the Savior and... That Jesus was born. What I like about Christmas is that Jesus' birthday. Audrey, what are some of the things that you like about Christmas? Our Christmas tree and, and more presents and more and more. Oh, that's, and more. that is so nice. Would you like to hear the story of Christmas? Mm-hmm. Well, now we're going to watch the Christmas story told by all of the kids, okay? This is the Christmas story to us. So Mary, she was just doing her her normal chores when an angel came to her, the angel Gabriel, to be precise, and said, Mary, you're gonna have a, you are pregnant. You're gonna have a baby named Jesus. He is God's own son. That this used to marry Joseph, and then Joseph escaped, and then an angel came to him in a dream and said that don't be afraid to take Mary up as a wife. Mary asked the angel, but how can this, this happen? I am a V-I-R-G-I-N. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel can mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and name him Jesus. He will be very great and have become the son of the Most High. Augustus said I, um, there should be a, a census all, all throughout the Roman Empire. So everybody went back to their hometowns and, and they had to be counted. And, they, and everyone had to go back to their places Gave the world his wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born. He was born in a barn, lying in cloth. And the little Lord Jesus was laying on in the in the manger on hay. 
shots while watching a formation. And suddenly they saw angels and the shepherds were frightened. An angel came to the shepherds and and told them to not be afraid and that Jesus is born in a manger in Bethlehem. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds set out to, said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see that this thing has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The wise men were, were studying the stars and found a bright star. So the wise men saw the star and they followed the star and the star led them to the stable where Jesus was born. Wow, look at that star. It's so bright. It's not like the other one. But they first went to the king and asked the king where Jesus was born. And then the king got so angry so he tricked the wise men and said that to go find where Jesus was born. And um, an angel came to them in a dream and said to go back home a different way and not tell the king about it. Where is the newborn king of, Jew of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. And the wise men gave baby Jesus myrrh, frankincense, and gold. And silver? Money. We will worship you. We will pray to you. We love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. The end. Well, that was really great to hear the kids' version of the Christmas story. Hi, I'm Pastor Doug. And I'm Jenny. You know, no matter how you tell the story or who tells the story, it's absolutely amazing. Is it not? It really is. Yeah. The fact that the Savior of the world has descended to dwell with us. Yeah, that's incredible. But we have actually made it very cute. Um, we ourselves have a number of little nativity scenes that we have set out in our house, little gatherings of the, the little nativity people. And it looks very cute and gentle and serene and sweet. But it really, in reality, it was anything but. Yeah, if we could just imagine what it would have been like in real life for young Mary and Joseph, the things they would have experienced. Yeah, it would have been very difficult. To begin with, Mary would have never expected to be pregnant. Oh, and you can imagine the stigma that would have gone along with that. And Joseph himself was so concerned that he actually wanted to break off the engagement quietly so she wouldn't have all of this unwanted attention from the people in the village and the surrounding area. That's right. And then he wouldn't have expected to have to leave his own job to stop working and to be gone for a number of weeks. And then can you imagine the stress of having your young bride um, so close to having your child? and then no place to stay. After a long, difficult journey there, um, the Bible actually doesn't say that Mary rode a donkey, even though that's how we see the picture so often, and that's how the story's often told. She may have. Anyway, however she did get there, it would have been a long, bumpy, ridiculously uncomfortable ride. Yeah. And then once the baby is born, 
having all of those uninvited, maybe unknown, probably unknown guests just showing just up. show up in this loud, noisy, smelly, dirty stable that they were in. I wonder if she had Joseph fork hay and clean <laughs> out the stable um, when they saw people walking down the lane. <laughs> clean up, company's coming. But the one thing that would have been okay, the gifts would have been pretty cool. Uh, that, yes, that's gifts for were pretty sure. great. <laughs> but what about one having to leave the house on short notice? Quickly gathering everything up together and, and heading out with, with fear in your heart. Yeah, crazy King Herod was after the child Jesus and they needed to get out of there quick, but God made provision for them. You know what, as we really see the heart of the story, we can just see how they had to adjust to so many things beyond their control. That's so true. And yet they submitted their lives and their actions to the will of God. Which is absolutely amazing. And thus we have the Savior born, a child born to us a savior given. I wonder if they remembered the Christmas story as fondly as we do. <laughs> That's right. But after all, after they followed the will of God, we understand and we receive the wonderful news that a child has been born to us. A savior has been given. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Angels, we have heard on high, singing sweetly through the night, and the mountains in reply, echoing their great delight.
clinical psychologist Gary Smalley told a story to a group of young couples, a story about how we value and honor what we treasure. Mm -hmm. He had arranged for a violin in its case to be passed through the audience. And there wasn't anything particularly unique about this violin. In fact, it looked like any other violin right. or a violin that you could purchase at a garage sale. It was aged and scuffed and worn. And as it was being passed, they would take it in their hands, quickly look at it, and then pass it along. As it made its way down through the aisle in the rows, Dr. Smalley began to tell the story of the violin. And he said, although this indeed looks like any other violin, it is in fact a Stradivarius. So here's the deal. What? <laughs> Antonio Stradivari 
only crafted 1,100 of these amazing violins in the 17th century, and only 600 of them survive to this day, which means that each one of them was worth millions of dollars. Wow. The audience gasped in awe and wonder of what they had held in their hands. And as they continued to hold it and pass it along, they now did so with great care and caution, like, like a newborn baby. Right, like, yeah. Knowing that it was a Stradivarius and what that meant changed how they looked at it and how they responded to it. It wasn't just any violin. It was a Stradivarius. <laughs> it was a Stradivarius. The Christmas story is like this. For many of us who have grown up with the story of Christmas, it's so familiar that it can, can lose its uniqueness. And for those of us who haven't grown up with the story of Christmas, we might not know. And then we could miss the significance of mm -hmm. the Christmas story's central character. The company of angels announced that a savior was born into the world that very first Christmas. He went by many names, Jesus, the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, the light of the world. But, but why did he come? This is what the Bible tells us in answer to that question. For this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. It's a, it's a great deal. Mm -hmm. Jesus wasn't just another newborn baby. That word only in that scripture I just read is a very special word, like the word Stradivarius. That word only communicates a singular value way more unique than 1,100 violins, now only 600 or so. That word only is the Greek word monogenous, which sounds a lot like monogamous, but it's not. It's different. I'll tell you why in a second. It's probably easier to understand it this way. Mono meaning only and genus meaning kind. So that Jesus was quite literally the only one of his kind. Jesus is the only man who was and is God. His essential nature is the same as God's. There are many children of God, those who believe and follow Jesus, but there's only one son of God, and his name is Jesus. And he is our savior the one who breaks the power of evil and death so that we can experience everlasting life. May we gasp and receive him as the gift that he is to us. I don't, I don't know what's under your tree this year, but I would suggest that nothing could compare to a relationship with Jesus who offers life and light into this dark world. So, from Jackie and I, uh, we just want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. And uh, 
we trust and hope that that will include uh, getting to know Jesus, Savior, gift, light of the world. God bless. Merry Christmas.
Our minds are dark. We needed the light. Our hearts are dark. We needed the light. Jesus brought life. He gave us light. It overcomes the darkness. Life for all of us. Light for all of us. So we speak the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, his light and his salvation. For God, who said, let the light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Let your light shine. Thank mm-hmm. you.